Chapters 11 through 16 of the First Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Farrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 11 Become imitators of me, as I am also of Christ. And I thank you, because you are mindful of me in everything and in what I instructed you, you observe my instructions. Now I wish you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, but the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or preaching, having the head covered, disgraces his own head, but every woman praying or preaching with the head unveiled disgraces her own head, for she is like the abandoned shorn woman, for if she is not veiled, then let her be shorn. But if it is a disgrace to a woman to be shorn or shaved, she should be veiled. It is not necessary, indeed, for men to be veiled over the head, because they possess a likeness and honor of God, but the woman is man's honor. For man exists not as derived from woman. On the contrary, woman was derived from man, because man was not created for the sake of woman, but woman because of the man. Consequently, the woman ought to have a cover upon the head, on account of the angels. However, woman is not separate from man, nor man separate from woman in the Lord. For as the woman was formed out of the man, so the man through the woman. But everything proceeds from God. Consider about these yourselves. Is it becoming for a woman to pray to God unveiled? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man should have long tresses, it is a dishonor to him? But if a woman has long tresses, it is an honor to her, because the tresses are given to her for a veil. If anyone assumes to be censurious, neither we nor the assemblies of God know any such custom. But I consider this not to be estimable that you do not meet together for the better, but for the worse. For, firstly, when you are assembling in congregation, I hear there are differences among you, and I partly believe it. For it is necessary that you should have parties, so that the approved among you may become known. However, when you come together by yourselves, you do not do it to partake of a supper dedicated to the Lord. For each one prepares his own individual meal to eat alone, and one may be hungry, another, again, gorged. For why? Have you not homes in which to eat and drink? Or do you look with contempt upon the assembly of God, and shame those who have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I approve of you? I do not approve of you in this. For I received from the Lord what I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took a loaf, and having given thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and said, This cup is the new settlement in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he returns, so that whoever may eat the bread or drink the cup of the Lord unworthily will be responsible for the body and the blood of the Lord. 
but let a man test himself and thus let him eat from the loaf and drink from the cup for the eater or drinker eats condemnation to himself when not distinguishing the body consequently many among you are weak and sickly and many are falling asleep but if we tested ourselves we should not be condemned but judged by the lord we are being corrected so that we may not be condemned together with the world therefore my brothers coming together to the festival entertain one another if anyone is hungry let him eat at home so as not to assemble in an improper manner and i will arrange the rest when i come chapter twelve and i do not wish you brothers to be ignorant about spiritual gifts you know that you were heathen dragged to speechless idols as if you were captured therefore i inform you that no one speaking with a divine spirit says curse jesus and no one is able to reply lord jesus except by a holy spirit and there are different talents but the same spirit and there are different offices through the same lord and there are different energies but the same god energizing everything in them all and to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for mutual benefit for to this man perhaps is given through the spirit philosophic reason but to another by means of the same spirit comprehension of thought and to a different person faith by the same spirit while to another gifts of healing by means of the same spirit and to another a genius for government while to another eloquence to another discernment of character and to another a genius for languages and to another talent for translating languages but the same spirit energizes all these in the individual distributing to each person as he considers best for although the body is single yet it has many limbs but all the many limbs of the body although individual are one body and so is christ for although individual we were all baptized into one body whether jews or greeks whether slaves or freemen and we are all drinking of one spirit for indeed the body is not a single organ but many if the foot should say because i am not the hand i do not belong to the body does it therefore not belong to the body and if the ear should say because i am not the eye i do not belong to the body does it therefore not belong to the body if all the body were an eye where would be the sense of hearing if all ear where would be the sense of smell but now god has placed the limbs each one of them in the body with the best adaptation but if the whole were a single organ where would the body be and now there are certainly many members but a single body and the eye is not able to say to the hand i have no need of you nor the head again to the feet i have no need of you but instead there is absolute necessity for the possession of those organs of the body that are considered the weakest and what might have been considered the least estimable of the body we surround with supreme honor and our plainest organ has supreme beauty but our beautiful features have no deficiency for god has constructed the body giving supreme honor to the weakest so that there might not be dissension in the body but rather that instead the limbs might mutually attend to each other and therefore if a single limb suffers all the limbs sympathize with it 
if a single organ is set right all the faculties fill pleasure with it and you are a body for christ and participating members and god has thus placed in the church first apostles second preachers third teachers then men of power then talent for healing nursing governing and ability for languages all are not apostles nor all preachers nor all teachers all are not men of power all have not a gift for healing all do not speak languages all do not translate be desirous of the best gifts and yet i can direct you to a much better path chapter thirteen if i could speak in the languages of men and angels but have not friendship i should become an echoing trumpet or a resounding drum and although i possessed prophetic powers and knew all the mysteries and all science and if i possessed perfect faith so as to remove a mountain but possessed not friendship i am nothing and if i give away in charity all my possessions and even if i should deliver my body to be burnt but do not possess friendship i gain nothing friendship forbears and is kind friendship envies not is not vainglorious is not pompous never misbehaving nor self-seeking nor provoking nor brooding over injury nor delighting over wickedness but rejoices with the right it endures everything trusts everything hopes for all waits for all friendship will never fail but as for eloquence it will cease as for languages they will be silent as for science it will become useless for we know imperfectly and we teach with imperfection but when the perfect arrives the imperfect will become useless when i was a child i spoke like a child i thought like a child i reflected like a child but when i became a man the ideas of the child were useless for we look now through a loophole into the darkness but then face to face now i know partially but then i shall know perfectly even as i am perfectly known and now exist faith hope and friendship these three but the greatest of them is friendship chapter fourteen follow after friendship but earnestly desire mental powers and especially those enabling you to instruct for the speaker in a foreign language does not speak to men but to god when no one understands it he speaks mysteries to the mind but the preacher can utter edification and consolation and encouragement to men the linguist instructs himself but the preacher instructs the assembly and i wish you were all linguists but i would rather that you might all be preachers for the preacher is greater than the linguist unless someone translate so that the assembly may receive instruction and now brothers if i should come to you speaking foreign languages of what use should i be to you unless i should address you either concerning revelation or science or in a sermon or an instruction even a lifeless thing that gives a sound as a flute or harp unless it produced a distinction by its notes how would it be known what is played or harped and if a trumpet should give an unknown sound who would prepare for battle and so you also with your languages 
unless you produce an intelligible speech, how can it be known what is spoken? For you would be talking to the wind. There are, of course, many different languages in the world, and none meaningless. However, if I should not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. And so you, when you desire to be intellectual, you should try to proceed so as to promote the edification of the assembly. The speaker in a foreign language should therefore desire that it may be translated, for if I pray in a foreign language, my spirit is praying, but my meaning is unintelligible. What is it, then? I may pray with the spirit, but I ought to pray with the understanding as well. I may sing with the spirit, but I ought also to sing with the understanding. If you only give thanks with the spirit, how can one of the uneducated condition express his assent with your thanksgiving, since he does not know what you say? For you indeed may give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank God I am a better linguist than all of you, but I would rather for myself speak in the assembly five words intelligibly so as to instruct others than ten thousand words in a foreign language. Brothers, do not become childish in thought. On the contrary, be childlike concerning wickedness, but in thought be manly. It is written in the law, I will speak to the people in foreign tongues and with strange lips, and then they will never understand me, says the Lord. Consequently, languages are for a warning, not to the believers, but for the unbelievers. But preaching is not to the unbelievers, but for the believers. Therefore, if the assembly should come together solely for this, and all should speak foreign tongues, and uneducated or unbelieving persons should enter, would they not imagine you were mad? But if all could preach, and any unbeliever or uneducated were to enter, he would be instructed by all, convinced by everything. The secrets of his heart would become clear, and then, falling down upon his face, he would pay homage to God, announcing that the living God is among you. What then is it, brethren, if when you meet, each of you has a hymn, has a lesson, has a revelation, has a language, has an explanation, let all be for edification. If anyone speaks in a foreign language, let it be only two, or at most only three, and in turn, and let one translate. And if there is not a translator, let him be silent in meeting, since he can speak to himself and to God. Only two or three preachers may speak, and the others should reflect. But if something is suggested to another sitting still, let the first conclude. For one by one you can all speak, so that all may instruct and all encourage. And the spirits of preachers are regulated by the preachers, for God is not disturbance, but peace in all the assemblies of the saints. Let your women keep silent in the assemblies, for it is not permitted to them to speak. On the contrary, they should be obedient, as stated in the law. But if any wish to learn, they should ask their husbands in their own homes, for it is scandalous for women to speak in an assembly. Did the purpose of God proceed from you, or was it only received by you? If any one imagine himself to be an orator or inspired, he should recognize what I write to you, that it is an order of the Lord. But if any disregards it, let him disregard it. Consequently, brothers, 
desire the talent for oratory, and do not prohibit speaking in foreign languages. But let everything be decorous and orderly. Chapter 15 I now declare to you, brothers, the gospel which I imparted to you, which you also accepted, in which you also stand, and by which you will be saved. I preached it to you with this object, if you grasp it, unless you have relied upon a phantom. For I delivered to you in the first place what I had also received, that Christ died because of our sins, in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was seen by Cephas, afterwards by the Twelve, and after that he appeared openly to five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater number remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. After that he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. But last of them all, as if to a laggard, he appeared also to me. For I am the most insignificant of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But thank God I am what I am, and the gift of him which is in me has not been useless. On the contrary, I have accomplished more than the whole of them, yet not I myself, but the gift of God that is with me. However, whether I or whether they, we preached this, and you believed it. But if it was preached that Christ was raised from the dead— how can some among you say that a resurrection from the dead does not exist? But if there is not a resurrection from death, even Christ could not have been raised. Yet if Christ has not been raised, then both our preaching is worthless, and your faith is worthless as well. And we should also be found false witnesses concerning God, because we gave evidence respecting God that he raised the Messiah, whom he did not raise, if indeed the dead rise not. For if the dead do not rise, Christ never arose. But if Christ did not rise, then your faith is a folly. You are yet in your sins. And then the sleepers in Christ have been lost. If in this life only we are hopeful in Christ, we are the most wretched of all men. But the fact is, Christ has been raised from the dead, a forerunner of the sleepers. For since by man death exists, by man a resurrection from death also exists. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be revived, but each in his own order, Christ a forerunner, then those in Christ at his appearing. Then will be the perfection when he delivers up the kingdom to the God and Father after he has destroyed every dominion and every authority and power. For he must reign until he can put all these enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he will subdue all things under his feet. But when he said, All are to be subdued, it is clear that he accepts him who subdued all things to him. But when he has subjugated all to him, then the Son himself also will be subjected to him who subdued all things to him so that God may be all in all. Then what do they obtain, the baptized for the sake of the dead, if the dead are not absolutely raised? Why then should they be baptized for them, and why should we run a risk every hour? 
I, who am dying daily through the honor which I have among you from Christ Jesus our Lord, though I have fought with wild beast-like men in Ephesus, what is my gain if the dead do not rise? Let us eat and drink, for we may die in the morning. Be not misled. Vile teachings corrupt good morals. Awake to perfect sobriety, and sin not, for an ignorance of God possesses some. I speak reproving you. But some may say, How are the dead raised, and in what kind of body do they return? <laughs> Senseless! What you sow does not produce life unless it arises from its bed, and when you sow, you do not sow the body which will be produced, but a naked grain, perhaps of wheat or any other kind, and God gives to it a body such as he intended, and to each of the seeds the proper body. Indeed, all flesh is not the same kind, but one sort of flesh for men, another flesh for cattle, and another flesh for birds, and another for fish. And there are celestial bodies, and terrestrial bodies, but the character of the celestial differs, and that of the terrestrial varies. The sun has one splendor, and the moon another splendor, and another splendor for stars, for star differs from star in brilliancy, and thus also in the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it rises in incorruptibility. It is sown in contempt, it rises in splendor. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown an animal body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is an animal body, there is also a spiritual, for so it is written, The first man, Adam, was a living nature, but the last Adam is a life-producing spirit. However, the spiritual was not first, but the natural, and after it the spiritual. The first man from out of the earth, the second man from out of heaven. As the earthly was, such are the earthly still, and what the celestial was, the heavenly will be, and as we resemble the earthly, we shall also resemble the heavenly. But I say this, brothers, that flesh and blood are not able to inherit a divine kingdom, neither the perishable to inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a secret. We shall certainly not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, in a moment, in an eye's glance, at the last trumpet call. For it will be sounded, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable must be endowed with imperishability, and this mortal must be endowed with immortality. And when this corruptible has been endowed with incorruptibility, then will arrive the written declaration, Death is swallowed up by victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? For sin is the sting of death, and the force of sin the law. But thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, be firm, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your work in the Lord is not futile. Chapter 16 Now concerning the tax collected for the saints, as I arranged with the assemblies of Galatia, so you might also do. Every first day, after a Sabbath, 
let each of you by himself lay by what he should give of money so that there may be no collections when i come and when i arrive whoever you may choose i will send them with letters to carry your gift to jerusalem but if you would rather that i should go myself they shall go with me and i shall come to you when i traverse macedonia for i must cross macedonia and i may perhaps stay or even pass the winter so that you may help me forward wherever i am going for i do not wish to pay you a brief visit now but i hope to stay some time with you if the lord will allow it but i shall continue in ephesus until the pentecost for there is there a great wide open door for my work and many opponents but if timothy comes see that you take care that he is not troubled by you for he executes the work of the lord as well as myself let no one therefore depreciate him and send him back peaceably so that he may come to me for i wait for him along with his companions and about the brother apollos i have often requested him to visit you with the brethren but he was not altogether willing to go to you just now however he will when there is a good opportunity watch stand in the faith be manly be self-restrained let all you do be done in love but i advise you brothers to regard the family of stephanus because they were the pioneers of achaia and disposed themselves for service to the saints you should be obedient to such like and to all our fellow workers and laborers and i am glad at the arrival of stephanus and fortunatus and achaicus because they have accomplished your instructions for they have refreshed both my spirit and yours therefore honor such men the assemblies of asia send regards to you all aquila and priscilla do the same together with the assembly in their house all the brothers send regards to you greet one another with a holy kiss the good wishes of paul by my own hand if any one loves not the lord let him be delivered to the lord coming in judgment may the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you my love is with you all in christ jesus amen the end of the first epistle of paul the apostle to the corinthians recording by mark penfold